Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are listening to the most electrifying podcast in all of internet radio today. You are listening to the Sports Wire. Today is uh, Monday, November 4th, 2019. I want to thank you again for everybody listening and downloading to the Sports Wire here on Anchor.fm. My name is Vinny Apicella, and you know what? Today I'm going to take a. I'm going to kind of delve deep into subject that's. that's uh, Missing in wrestling nowadays, and that's psychology. If you watch an AEW show, with the exception of uh, Jericho and Cody and Dustin, there's no psychology in the matches anymore, especially especially with that company. Uh, and you know, especially if you were going to watch like uh, any of their tag matches with the Young Bucks or the Lucha Brothers or. Uh, anybody, there's no psychology in those matches anymore. And what do I mean by psychology? I mean, the facial features of, you know, of the guys that are, you know, selling, you know, when they're trying to, you know, sell a back injury or even the facial features of trying to portray to the audience, like why they're doing something, you know? First, there's no actual storylines that, I mean, there are some, but I mean, for the majority of the matches, they're kind of putting just people out there, like this past, you know, week with the uh, Best Friends and and Orange Cassidy taking on Team Hybrid 2, which was Angelico and Jack Evans and the other guy on their team. (laughs) Um, But I just don't, like, you don't, understand like why they're having a fight or when somebody gets hurt you don't they're they're not selling as much and like you know why somebody is doing a move or how they're how it's affecting them or whatever so I started watching Survivor Series 1990 and a lot of times I watch it because I I absolutely love the commentary with Girl Monsoon and Bobby Heenan who I think are probably the very top in commentary teams. You know, you had you had Bobby and Gorilla, you had JR and the King. You know, Vince Vince McMahon was great with Jesse with Jesse the Ventura. Uh you know, and certain guys like Jake the Sneak Roberts, you know, in the begin at the very beginning of that of that uh, Survivor series, they kinda show what had happened previously on Superstars that weekend. Uh, of when when the snake had bit Macho Man Randy Savage. And you see, you know, Jake Roberts in the ring taunting Savage with the snake. You see, you know, uh, Elizabeth coming down. You see a Piper coming down trying to help Savage after he's bitten by the snake. And you just see Jake the snake just in the ring, sitting in the back, observing. And then all of a sudden, you know, once in a while, he'll bring the snake out. And then... I have to say that would probably be Vince McMahon's best performance on commentary, that that angle right there. Um, but if you, you know, if you watch the entire mat, the entire show, and you see, especially the opening match where it's uh, Roddy Piper captaining his team of Bret Hart, Virgil, and the British Bulldog taking on Ric Flair's team of uh, Teddy Biasi, the Mountie, and the Warlord. And if you look at, if you watch the shows, 
if you watch the, the guys and their mannerisms in the ring and Roddy Piper and Ric Flair when they first get in and they're fighting back and forth. They're chopping each other, punching each other and they're going back and forth like a uh, like a, uh, a an out of control hockey fight, and they're punching and chopping and overhand punching, and all of a sudden Piper gets the upper hand because he's a babyface, you know, because they, they did the hot tag, and you know he's the babyface, and uh, you know, and then Flair goes for his padded Ric Flair drop uh, face plant, but it just goes to show you that. That kind of shows the fan why they're doing what they're doing and how they're selling it. And, you know, Piper's facial features and, you know, how he's looking when he's not in the in the match, but Flair is and he wants to get in there, even while standing on the apron. And then, you know, uh, just how they're in the ring and their mannerisms. That is something that's missing, in my opinion at least, in the wrestling uh, industry today. And it's all aspects. NXT does a great job. WWE obviously has their guys that do a great job as well. Um, but nothing for AEW. Very, very little for AEW. Uh, and NWA's got it pretty good as well. But it's not industry-wide anymore. I do uh, applaud the NWA for not giving in to a lot of the high flyers. You know, they're not trying to be AAA in Mexico. They're not trying to be New Japan with a lot of the light, heavyweight Japanese guys in there. Um, they're they're doing pretty much what the NWA can do. And that's be studio wrestling and that's being, you know, a throwback to what the original NWA was. Like I said, that Nick Aldis could be the next Ric Flair. And just the way he carries himself as a world champion, you know, he's always dressed up in his suit and tie as in a, you know, for his, for his interviews as opposed to a guy like Seth Rollins who's in a t-shirt and, you know, t-shirt and jeans or t-shirt and his, his, you know, tights. So that's what's missing in wrestling nowadays. I, I really truly feel like um, that's one of the biggest things missing. Um... The other thing I, I just want to touch briefly on, there's still controversy going on over, over the, uh, the WWE Saudi experience. AJ Styles, who's on a, a social platform called uh, Mixer, I guess it has to do with people who play Xbox One and compete against each other over the internet or whatever. I've never gotten into Mixer or whatever. He released a statement on Mixer today and... I'm trying. To, oh, let me see if I could. Let me see if I could find it. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see if I could find it. I cannot. I'm trying to. I don't know if I can necessarily. Let me search. Uh, let's see, AJ Styles. Let me see, maybe it'll pop. Here we go. Yes, yes. Here we go. AJ Styles on Mixer live stream comments about Saudi Arabia. AJ does a Mixer live stream gaming channel and just started a 
a stream a few minutes ago. It's his first since Crown Jewel and started off right away with his perspective of the flight delay. He mentioned there was an unspecified issue with the plane and they were originally not allowed to board, something with paperwork. They had called for a refueling service, but the servicemen they were told had gone home for the evening. By the time this was sorted out, the pilots were no longer cleared to fly because their shift had timed out. They were then asked to find a hotel and wait for the next flight. There were no guns or anything crazy like a hostage situation. His wife called worried about the rumors. Once, the fin- once they finally got on the second flight home, one of the pilots sat with them in the cabin and explained there was some kind of service issue. He's not sure what happened with Vince and the Royal Prince, and it's not his job to speculate. Just wants to go to work and do the best job he can, and mentions there are a lot of good people at WWE and are, ju- and are all on the same team. He missed his son's wrestling match and was very angry about that, but is just happy to be home. Here's a link, you know, here's a link, mixer.com slash styles clash. Um, <clears throat> so, a couple things there, saying that the, you know, the pilot's, uh, you know, the, the pilot's shift, uh, shift time, because pilots can only log a certain number of hours, you know, and time on their, you know, on their flights. And obviously a 15-hour flight is a long time, even though you're, you're essentially in the air, you know, without, you know, traffic, so to speak. But you still have the occasional Canadian geese. But, you know, you do have to obviously pay attention. I'm not making light of anything. So yes, the, the, it's, it's definitely a possibility that the pilot's shift could time out, especially before a 15-hour flight. And the fueling service, I, I don't know why they wouldn't have just have a uh, fueling service at the, at the airport, but again, it's at, in the middle of Saudi Arabia where all the oil is anyways. Um, but again, that's neither here nor there. As far as the rumor and innuendo about... You know, whether or not there's a problem between Vince and the Royal Prince of Saudi Arabia, the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, to me, that's just ridiculous rumors. And and the reason why I say that is, and because, number one, apparently, Matt Kuhn on Total Engage Live today said that the feed going to Saudi Arabia was delayed by an hour. Now... I don't know, I don't live in Saudi Arabia, but as far as I've been told by people who live in Saudi Arabia that watch the show, they watch the entire show and no fee was cut. Maybe it started an hour later, maybe it didn't. I don't know, and I don't know if that's necessarily Vince's call, other than, um, you know, apart from the channel they're on, because they don't get the WWE Network over in Saudi Arabia. Uh, maybe, you know, again, maybe it was a pay-per-view event over there, and... It started late for whatever reason, but that's normal. That would more likely be on the network and not Vince McMahon. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, I don't feel like, number one, especially with such a situation where, where it's, it's Saudi Arabia and they have their, their vicious custom, uh, customs and the fact that the WWE just did the very first women's match over there. I don't think Vince McMahon would have wanted to ruffle any feathers, especially when it comes to money. Um, Matt Kuhn had said that, you know, he had somebody through David Bixen's band uh, translate Hugo Savinovich's tweet, uh, you know, video, and 
Number one, how would Hugo know? He does not work for the WWE anymore. He hasn't worked there since 2011. So how would he know? That's the first thing. Secondly, anything that comes out of David Bix's man's mouth, you got to take it with a grain of salt. The guy's a moron. The guy's an idiot. And, you know, I don't... I actually have him blocked now on Twitter because he keeps spreading false news and, and, and rumors and the like. So, again, another anti-WWE guy, a WWE hater. So... Uh, and the fact that it was first brought to attention by Dave Meltzer, again, I feel like another WWE hater. So just take all those that you hear hear about it with a grain of salt, because not, the majority of it is not true. And I would, I would, especially because WWE put out a statement about it, and the airline put out a statement about it. That's the kicker. I don't think the airline would do anything underhanded just to follow a storyline or to hide the lead. And if this was an international incident between, you know, the WWE and the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, number one, it would be on major news networks, okay? That would be the first thing, okay? You would think that everybody, especially the, the wrestlers themselves, would be contacting some sort of media, okay? That's the first thing. The second thing is, Vince McMahon and President Trump are best friends, so don't you think that he would have had President Trump make a phone call and, you know, to get those guys out earlier if that was the case? So, no. The wrestlers were not being held against their will. They had no choice but to be there because of the plane issues. And, you know, you see a lot of guys posting pictures of them, you know, in a mall or whatever, and, uh, you know, Braun Strowman in, a, in, a, in front of a Crocs um, store, you know, saying they should uh, partner up for Monster Crocs. Hey, if Braun, if Braun can get some kind of a, uh, endorsement deal from Crocs to make Monster Crocs, maybe I might just start buying them myself. But I'm not a huge Crocs, Crocs person. I have one pair, and it's usually treated as sandals, where I only use them to go to the beach and, and the like. But anyways, that's about it for today. I just wanted to kind of go over those couple things, couple my thoughts about it. And uh, just whenever you're reading anything from a quote-unquote wrestling journalism, wrestling journalist, just like all the new stuff you get nowadays, you have to take it with a grain of salt because you don't know what bias they're putting on it. And I don't mean political bias when it comes to wrestling. I'm talking about if somebody's a WWE hater or somebody that's completely pro-WWE. I look at all sides and I look at the facts. And the facts are that WWE and the Atlas Airlines both uh, put out a statement. And they both are corroborating where this other thing is coming out of left field. And it was perpetrated, you know, it was thought up by David Meltzer for clicks, for clickbait. So... You know, that right there should tell you enough. All right, so that's about it for now. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SWE. Follow Sportswire on Twitter and Instagram at Sportswire Audio. Email us sportswireaudio at gmail.com and then visit www.sportswireaudio.com and uh, find us anywhere you find your favorite podcasts Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Radio.com. I'm still working on iHeart. I'm still working on Radio Public. Or no, Radio Public is uh, is there. 
but there's over, also Overcast and CastBox and Deezer. Uh, there's a lot of them. So with that said, I want to thank you all for listening. Again, my name is Vinny Apisola. This is the Sportswire. I will talk to you all tomorrow night right here from the Sportswire.